Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in breaking into digital marketing research and analytics, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest is a vice president of research and insights at New York City's official tourist agency. But before I introduce you to Jonathan Tesser, who is also a LinkedIn content connoisseur and career strategist, With over 145,000 followers, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's T4C's newsletter that features career advice and job-seeking tips, as well as unique insights into dozens of different industries from the professionals like Jonathan who are actually working in them. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org and the sign up box is right there. Now, my marketing obsessed macchiato lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Jonathan Tesser, the principal of John Tesser LLC and vice president of research and insights at NYC and company. Since graduating from Tufts University in 2001, John has spent 20 years working in marketing. He's had 10 different jobs at nine companies and is using that wisdom to help confuse young professionals figure out what the hell they want to do, how to jumpstart their post-grad careers. We'll be getting into all of that in our main T4C interview, so check out show notes to see if John's main T4C interview has already dropped. John, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. You are quite the voice, Andrea, I have to say. I'm just like, I just want to hear you talk and then I'm just going to listen. I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I, I have to ask you, since you are in NYC, and you work at NYC and Co. I gotta ask you, how you growing today? <laughs> Is that a New York accent there, Andrea? I'm born and raised in New York, by the way. I'm from Brooklyn. And I just moved to Jersey City, which is right outside of New York City. But uh, I, I appreciate the how you doing. <laughs> I can do I have a mean, I have a mean Brooklyn accent it. that I can do for you. It sounds like my dad. Well, you got to ask me a question and then we'll talk about it. Oh, actually, you know what? We don't. Andrea, thanks so much for having me on your show. Uh, this is going to be really great. You didn't think we were going to go down this route. This interview, did you? I love it. But actually, I was born in Queens. 
Oh, my goodness. I was. I was born in Flushing, but I left Uh, at a very young age. So I've lost whatever accent. You have no Flushing accent whatsoever, Queens. They're all distinct. We could have a whole conversation about accents. It's fascinating. New York City accents. Oh, love, love the accents. But I know that your time is tight today. So let's dive into our 10 espresso shots, which we are framing around your industry of digital marketing. And the first question, John, is what entry level jobs are available to young people who want to break into digital marketing? Oh, boy, that's a broad question. All right, let's tackle this. The great thing about marketing is, I mean, no matter what discipline you major in in college, there is a place for you. And and what I mean by that is digital marketing runs the gamut from being super technical. So so if you're a software engineer or a data scientist and you know know how to program and advanced statistics, you can go that route. And, and that's available to you either as a data engineer or some sort of data analyst or some sort of data scientist, right? So there is that part of digital marketing. On the other end, which is probably the part that a lot of students are more familiar with, is the more creative side. So it's actually writing the marketing copy or creating the advertisements or making the graphics for the ads. And, and you can go that route as well. So, so there's room for those journalism majors and those marketing majors and, and English majors, right? So, and then there's anything in between. What, what I do and why this could be a really fun, interesting conversation is actually I, I, I bridge both sides. As an analytics person within the industry, I have to be creative. So I have to, I have to work with creatives. So they're coming up with you know, ad campaigns and I have to say, okay, well, let's stop there for a second and say, how effective is this ad? Or, or is that messaging going to work based on what we know about our audience? So, so that's one part of what I do as an analyst, which is A, understanding the consumer and B, matching that understanding of the consumer to, okay, is this going to work from a digital marketing end? And then on the other end, what I do is I actually manage... <laughs> a coterie, it's a fun word, of more technical folks who are bringing in the big data and making it presentable. So, so there's a lot of that and then analyzing it. So I'm dealing with all sides of this in my current role. And what are those entry-level roles specifically that young people interested in getting into this should be looking out for when they're looking on job boards like LinkedIn Indeed, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's typically like digital marketing coordinator. It can be marketing associate. These are the kinds of position analysts if you're interested in, you know, so media analyst or data analyst on the on the other side of things. If you have an engineering background, it can be data engineering associate. So something that lists out that it's entry level, but specified by the function that you're interested in. Look out for the word campaign. That's going to come up a lot for digital marketing because a lot of what you're going to do as an entry-level person, if you're going to go more on the creative side, is executing marketing campaigns. So making sure that everything runs smoothly. There's a programming aspect of it. Awesome. Thank you so much. What is a useful hard and soft skill, John, that you've looked for over the years in the young people that you hire? Yeah, that's a great question. 
<laughs> anyone who follows me on LinkedIn is going to know the answer to this already because I talk about it pretty much almost every day. Being able to communicate with lots of different kinds of people, especially in marketing, is going to be imperative to your success. So you have to learn not only to talk to people in marketing, but you have to learn to talk to people in technology because they have to get the ads up. You have to learn to talk to super creative people who are making the ads. And it's almost like you're speaking different languages. When you're talking to each of these types of different people, regardless of which side you're on, whether it's the technical or the creative side, being able to communicate effectively and speak the language of these different folks so that you get what you need done, that is the soft skill, no question, number one. Hard skill. Um, what I hire for and what I do recommend that young analysts do is work on some sort of coding and some sort of data analysis and some sort of data visualization. Really those three, that's what I typically look for because I need those people to fill in the gaps for me. And I know a lot of senior leadership, like myself, may not be as technically adept as the young folks who really have this in their blood, more so than, than folks like myself. So when you start out as technical, you can come in and make a difference right away. Because again, a lot of people like myself will not be as good as the technical stuff as you. What about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor to get into digital marketing? In other words, if they haven't studied mm -hmm. marketing, is it a yeah. deal breaker? No, not at all. What is so? So here's the thing. If you want to do data engineering, which you can do, or some sort of data science, I need to know that you know how to code. So if you learn that coding in school, and you're a computer science major, great. I don't need to see your work portfolio. I know you can pick up Python or SQL or these languages because what you had to do in school was so much harder than what you're going to have to do on the job. That doesn't, however, mean that I won't hire you without a computer science, with a computer science background. What you have to then have is a portfolio that shows me you know how to do this stuff. The major is not necessarily going to stop you from getting the job. And then on the, on the creative side, I typically, I have personal bias towards people who major in social sciences. So whether that's sociology, anthropology, psychology on the social psychology side, those kind of skills and that kind of critical thinking typically makes for a very good analyst on the sort of consumer insight side. I actually don't prefer people who major in marketing because you can pick up a lot of the marketing skills on the job, but that critical thinking piece, the way you approach thinking based on the major that you have, that's harder to teach. Fantastic. What about a grad school degree? How important is it to have one less so for those entry-level positions, more so for someone like you, who is one of the executives in a company? If you want to get into the C-suite, I know you, for example, have mm -hmm. your MBA. It's a great question. I don't think that a grad student degree is necessary for for management or leadership. What I would say is if I saw an MBA, I would trust them with a lot more sort of strategic kinds of projects. And I would give them more leeway to sort of figure things out on their own rather than just have me dictate. So I expect a certain level of maturity 
out of an MBA that I wouldn't necessarily expect out of somebody at university. Do I think it's a requirement for leadership? Absolutely not. It's about the skill set that I see coming out of that degree, both from a technical standpoint and can you do this standpoint, because a lot of the work that we do does require some deeper level of research or technical skills. And so grad degrees signal that to me. I don't look for that when I look for leadership. Though Leadership is something that I can only really figure out, A, based on the experience that you've had, and B, based on conversations. And, and just for your listeners out there, Andrea and I were talking about the emotional intelligence and dealing with that. I'm going to test for that for a future leader Uh, not necessarily look at a grad degree. Good to know. John, what kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for someone starting out in this field? In other words, the experiences that we have outside the classroom, whether at home, whether in our extracurriculars, hobbies, Mm. part-time jobs, volunteer work. That's a wonderful question. Somebody who's interested in marketing has to be interested in people and the place of people within their culture. I'm just going to let that sit for two seconds because that's probably not what you were expecting as an answer. I want to know whether you are on the pulse of a consumer. Do you know what they're going through and do you care to know what they're going through? Now, that's not something you're necessarily going to get in school. That's going to be, do you like reading about psychology Do you walk around the streets and and notice and observe people? You say you're a natural people watcher. Do you watch advertisements and think about them? Do you take in marketing and do you absorb it? That's not something you do in the classroom. That speaks to an extracurricular passion that you can't really get. That's something that's inherent in you not necessarily something that you have to do because of school. So hopefully, easy question for you. What is the best part for you of being in the field of digital marketing? Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. I say often that I'm on a quest to understand myself and understand myself in the world of other people and understand people in the context of other cultures. What's amazing about working in marketing, in particular market research and and insights and, and analytics, is that you get to use numbers and experimentation to understand people on that level. So I'm aligned with what I do as a as an analyst with what my life goal is, which is to understand people and their place in in society. And then I get to do that every day. So so there is that marriage. People can't see this, but there there's a marriage of who I am with the work that I do, that means that I'm always going to be passionate about it because I want to know. I have that curiosity. Mm, I love that. All right. The flip side, because every job out there, my friends, I don't care what the fuck it is, has aspects that are going to suck. So Mm -hmm. what is the part of your current job, John, as VP of research and insights? And I should also add We're doing this interview at the end of August 2021, and John's going to be moving into a new role in coming weeks. But what is the part of your current job that sucks the most? I think it's any job that I have. It's getting people to care about what you have to say. 
that's the hardest part of working in research and analytics. And, and you spend, this is, this is great information for the younger folk out there because they may not necessarily realize this. But when you work in insights, people are naturally going to not want to listen to you. And I'll explain to you why that is. They want to be right on their own and they want to go by their guts. And they view you as an enemy because you're coming in and you say, oh, I have all this knowledge. And they're going to shoot you down because they don't, they don't care about your knowledge and they think you're trying to one-up them. So the hardest thing in any analytics job or any insights job is actually getting people to pay attention and to say, John, what do you think? That's actually the number one way that you know you're successful at a job is not, is not like, oh, I made a lot of money or we achieved goals. It's getting an executive or anyone at the company to say, what do you think? And then you're in the process. That's the most difficult part of being an analyst. Mm, that is fascinating. Three final espresso shots, John. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten? You stumped me on this one. But I'm just going to laugh at this. Simmer down. That's the best advice I get. You can tell, Andrea, I'm a very passionate person. Not everyone that works with me is as passionate as I am. I have to match the energy of the people that I'm around in an organization where I can rub them the wrong way. This is a little bit of self-learning, but I've been told to calm down John quite a bit. And it is words that I've had to take to heart over the years because, my, as I said, my passion isn't necessarily everybody else's passion. So that can be intimidating for some other people. Okay, I hear you. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV, Hulu streaming shows, or books do you think accurately depict this profession? Two books I always recommend for anybody looking to get into, actually three. Um, there's three books that I think are necessary reading. I would start with Daniel Pink's To Sell as Human. A lot of people are squeamish about the idea of selling, either selling themselves and and influencing or selling other products. If you're going to work in marketing, you have to be so comfortable with the idea that selling is normal and human and not get freaked out by it because marketing and sales go hand in hand. So just to be comfortable as a person who sells, that's a necessary thing. The other two books, uh, having knowledge of influence and how influence works... Robert Cialdini's classic book, Influence, is something I recommend to anyone looking to work in the field. I think it's a necessary read. And it will open up your mind to the fact that there are techniques available to you to influence folks. And marketing is all about influence on a mass scale. And the third book, which relates to a lot of the sort of interpersonal conversation that we're having, Andrea, is uh, how to win friends and influence folks. I'm sorry, I totally said that wrong. Don't hate me, everyone. By Dale Carnegie, the classic from like the 1930s is still relevant today and will help you navigate some of those more tricky interpersonal dynamics that can happen. Excellent. We will include links to all three books in show notes. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about digital marketing. It's not all glamorous. I think when people think about marketing, they think events, they think parties, they think madmen, fun. Andrew, you call me the truth bomber. 
I'm going to truth bomb here. There's a lot of, it's not always as interesting, especially in an entry level as you think it's going to be. There's a lot of project management. There's a lot of technical, is this working? There's budget reconciliations. There's, it's not glamorous as you think it is. If you're getting into it because you want to go to parties or you want to be like Don Draper, you're going to be in for a rude awakening, especially in entry level. Unless you get a job at Heineken, as you did right out of school, which we'll be getting into in our main T4C interview. John, I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community. This was awesome. Oh, this is a wonderful interview, and I hope that people find a lot of value in the words that we talked about here. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.